Would you like to be able to walk in divine health 24-7? Would you like to minister healing to others and not be in the healing line yourself? Would you like to receive the blessings from God every day of your life rather than praying to God for a miracle? Would you like to know how to lead someone to the Lord without having to take them to your pastor? In this podcast, you learn how to receive all these promises from God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Grace Faith Christian Discipleship, where God changes lives through the hearing of His Word. I'm your host, Gary Preston, and if you decide to subscribe to this podcast and listen to each episode, you will soon learn how to rightly divide the Word of Truth for yourself so that you will see the manifestation of God's grace in every area of your life. Hi everybody, wherever you are in the world, I hope you've had an absolutely blessed week and welcome to the very first episode of Grace Faith Christian Discipleship Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited about what I have to share with you and one of the most exciting things God has ever shown to me in his word is the benefits to us all through being able to rightly divide the word of truth. But you'll have to tune in to a future podcast to have that chat with me as today my wife Gloria is going to interview me. So without any further ado, here she is, the love of my life, second only to God. Let's make her feel very welcome. Here she is, Gloria Preston. Hello, Gary. I'd like to interview you today, not on behalf of your broad audience around the world, but on behalf of the one person who may be considering whether to subscribe to your Grace Faith Christian Discipleship podcast. I want your audience to know you, who you are, what makes you tick, what your belief system is, before someone decides they should click that subscribe button. Is uh, that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. We can keep this interview to a personal level. By that I mean you can try not to talk Christianese for the sake of the audience who may not necessarily have been discipled yet. Yeah, that's fine. Is that okay if I stop you if you use any Christianese (laughs) words? Uh, I know exactly what you mean. So you can explain what they actually mean. Okay, well, let's get started with the first question. Gary, broadly speaking, what can we expect to hear in these podcasts? Good question, Gloria. I will always direct you to Jesus and I'll always give you the word and not my opinion. Gary, are you a Christian? Yes, Gloria. I'm a born-again Christian filled with the Holy Spirit. And Gary, how do you know that you are a Christian? Romans 8.16 says, The Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now let me expand on that, please, Gloria. Any person who doesn't have this witness of the Holy Spirit needs to get born again. I said the salvation prayer three times before I got this confirmation from the Holy Spirit. Again, it comes down to this. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And you'll find that in Romans 8.16. This is the only way. Any person can have confidence in their own salvation. You must have this witness in your spirit. Amen? Mm, Yes. Amen. Uh, Gary, do you speak in tongues? Yes, I do. I pray in tongues and I worship in tongues. 
Let me add that sometimes it's called praying in the Spirit or praying in the Holy Spirit. In John, where is it? John 4.24, Jesus said, God is a spirit and they that worship him must, I emphasize must, worship him in spirit and in truth. When we pray in the Spirit or worship God in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us the words, and of course, His words are 100% truth. Romans 8.26 says, and let me paraphrase this, For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercessions for us. And again, in Romans 8.27, it says, Now he, the Holy Spirit, who searches the hearts, knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he, the Holy Spirit, makes intercessions for the saints, that's us, according to the will of God. Again, in Jude 1.20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit is praying in tongues. Yes, as I said, Gloria, I worship God in the Spirit, and I pray to God in the Spirit. I pray in tongues more than I do in English. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, What is the name of the doctrine you teach, Gary? Balance of grace in faith is what I call it. But to tell you the truth, Gloria, this move of the Holy Spirit is so recent when you take it into the scale of things, that the name hasn't been set in concrete yet. When you think about it, who names these things? It's only over time that we tag them with a name to identify one from the other. Mm. Has that always been your doctrine? No, the previous move of the Holy Spirit was called Word of Faith, and that was my doctrine. At the pointy end of that move of the Holy Spirit was a man named Kenneth E. Hagen, and I thank God for the revelation God brought through Kenneth E. Hagen. What are the names of some of the past moves of the Holy Spirit? Well, the ones that come to mind are Pentecostal movement, Charismatic movement, and Word of Faith movement. But now God is placing the church back in the hands of his people. His emphasis is on discipleship. Moses is dead, and so are all the big names of the past, right up to and including Kenneth E. Hagen. Yesterday was their day. We must not be living in the past or in the past glory, or a past move of the Holy Spirit, you might say. Listen to the Spirit of God. Watch for his move and his leading, because today is the day of salvation, and today is your day. Amen? Mm. Uh, You talked about the pointy end, Gary. Who is at the pointy end of this current move of the Holy Spirit that you call the balance of grace and faith? Oh, what a great question, Gloria. Since Kenneth E. Hagen died and went to be with the Lord, there's been a shift in the Spirit from word of faith to the balance of faith and grace. Now, there are many mighty men of God who are led by the Holy Spirit that are all preaching an almost identical balance of grace and faith message. Those men and their ministries are not connected other than the fact that they are all listening to the same Holy Ghost. As to who's at the pointy end, well, that depends on who you're listening to. The point is this. It's supernatural. 
as it's the same message, and the reason for that is it's the same Holy Ghost leading it. It's a move of the Holy Ghost, not the move of any man. To emphasize that their messages have moved from a faith message to a grace message, you will now hear mighty men of God referring to their ministries as grace ministries and to their conferences as grace conferences. It's by grace through faith that we are saved, healed, delivered, prospered with everything that pertains to life and godliness. Let's be absolutely clear about this. It's not by grace alone. Ephesians 2.8 tells us, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. What does saved mean? I used a little um, Christianese there, didn't I? Yes, yes, I should have picked you up on that. Well, to put the word saved in layman's terms, saved means to get your ticket to heaven, plus much more, as God did something about the mean and rotten here and now. Salvation is stake on the plate in the here and now. It's not pie in the sky when you die. There is a Christian doctrine which has the catch cry, God is in control. This is a doctrine of error. As this doctrine is 100% grace and 0% faith. In other words, there's no balance. Our God is a God of absolutes. His grace is extreme God has provided by his grace all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So let me reassure you, I have no problem with extreme grace on the God side of the equation. Let me explain from a different perspective what I've just said. Yes, I agree that God's grace is 100%. But if our salvation, healing, deliverance, prosperity was only by the grace of God, then everybody would be saved, healed, delivered and walking in prosperity. As that's God's will for all of mankind. And you'll find that in 2 Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So that's a declaration of God's will, that none should perish. However, God's will does not always come to pass. Why? Because God gave man freedom of choice, freedom to choose. It's our positive response by faith that we appropriate all that God has already provided by his grace. And therein is the balance of grace and faith. If it were true that God is in control of the earth's system, then it would stand to reason that God's will would always come to pass. But this is not so. We've already seen in 2 Peter 3.9 that it is God's will that none of us should perish. Yet in Matthew 7.13-14, Jesus says this, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So we can see that God the Father declares his will is that none should perish, yet Jesus prophesies that the majority of mankind will perish. This shows us that God's will does not always come to pass, 
which of course does not fit with the God is in control theology or doctrine. God is not in control of murders, rapes, sickness and disease in the earth. It's the devil who comes to steal, kill and destroy. And you'll find that in John 10.10. If God sent sickness, then it would be sin for us Christians to go to the doctor to get rid of it. The Christians who embrace this doctrine of error in the body of Christ, whose catch cry is, God is in control, do not lose their salvation. But they are sidelined, made ineffectual through this wrong teaching. If God is in control, then it's pointless applying faith to anything. Look, I hope this makes sense to you. Christianity should make sense seven days a week, not just on Sunday. Mm, Yes, I agree. Gary, does God speak to you? Yes, he does, Gloria. And how and when does God speak to you? Can you give me some examples? When I was a very young Christian, God spoke to me twice in words aloud. But as I was discipled and matured in the word, God began speaking to me spirit to spirit. Has God ever spoken to you in a vision? Well, no, with the exception of seeing three words which he spoke audibly to me and in writing across the ceiling of my bedroom, which, as I mentioned before, was when I was a very immature Christian. The reason he spoke to me was that that way was that was the only way he could communicate with me. It was the only way I could hear from him. So what's God's preferred method of speaking to us? God is a spirit and we are spirits. God's preferred method of speaking to us is spirit to spirit. And why is this God's preferred method? Because it cannot be counterfeited by the devil. Gary, why have you started Grace Faith Christian Discipleship? God called me saying, teach the teachers slash preachers how to rightly divide the word of truth. I was asked how I select the teachers and preachers, which I suppose is a a logical question. But Jesus said that he would build his church on the revelation of who he is. And you'll find this in Matthew 16 verses 15 to 19. In the same manner, Jesus brings people to me. Everyone he brings to me, I regard as having a five-fold ministry calling on their life. To date, it's been after I discipled those people that they became aware of the calling to ministry. Mm-hmm. So is Grace Faith Christian Discipleship your first venture into ministry? Yes, yes it is, Gloria, but Our ministry has had more than one name. We had a Bible study in our home in Queensland for five years, which we called Simple Church. But when we relocated to Western Australia, we dropped the name Simple Church. Even though we did exactly the same thing in exactly the same manner, we did this because my calling is to teach, not to pastor. And having church in the name we felt could be misleading. Simple Church, which came out of England, is nothing more than a model and a very good model. I'd recommend it for anyone wanting to set up either a home group or a home church. It's not a doctrine. Mm. Well, thank you, Gary. Thank you for your questions today, Gloria. Also, a special thank you to my audience, wherever you may be in the world. 
God loves you and we love you. If you've got any questions or if you'd just like to encourage us, you can email us at gfcd.sozo at gmail.com. We've run out of time right now, so remember to subscribe to our podcast so you get a reminder of the soon-to-be-released next episode of Grace, Faith, Christian Discipleship, where God changes lives through the hearing of His Word. Amen.